Pastor Tony Evans tells this following story. He says, one time I was trapped on an elevator. The immediate reaction of all the people was panic. We were trapped, stuck, and we just couldn't get out. Some people were crying, help, help, help. And believe me, we were sincerely crying out. Yes, we were begging for help. Yes, we were crying for help, but it just wasn't, it wasn't working. Other folks were banging on the door. Bam, 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 trying to get somebody's attention. But no one was hearing all the noise. But those folks didn't care. They kept banging on the door. They kept crying out. They were desperate, and they were seeking desperate help. There was one calm ma man in that elevator. I simply walked to the other side. I pulled out a latch. I picked up the telephone and waited. A voice said, is there a problem? I said, we're trapped on the elevator between this floor and this floor. Can we get some help? They responded, we'll be right there. You see, everybody forgot about the phone. We were so into being trapped that we forgot there was a phone linked to the security department. And merely by picking up the phone, we were released from our hostage situation. All the human effort we put forth, banging and yelling, it just wouldn't work. But picking up the phone and asking for help did. We had to seek help using the right connection. Please stand as we read from Psalm 121 this morning. And this should be very familiar to many of you. Psalm 121, starting at verse 1. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Lift up your eyes. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you for standing up as we read from the authority of God's word. So as we read, as we read from Psalm 121, before we start talking about verse by verse what it means or what we should be thinking of as we read it, I want us just to notice one thing. And some of your Bibles may say this, some of yours may not. But as you look at Psalm 121, I should have put it at the front of where I was reading from. But it says, the song of ascents. A-S-C-E-N-T-S. A song of ascent. You see, the song of ascents are a special group of, com comprising, of comprising Psalms 120 through 134. They are also called pilgrim songs. And these are attributed to three certain people specifically, or three certain groups. King David, who did 122, 124, 131, and 133. And then one to King Solomon, 127. And the remaining ten, this one included, is anonymous. You see, as we're talking about a pilgrimage song, or a song of ascent, what that means is they would often sing these songs as they're coming up towards Jerusalem. It was a tradition. It was something that would remind them that they needed to lift up their eyes to where the true help came from. And as they did that, 
They're not necessarily realizing or thinking that their help comes from this mountain, this hilltop, the temple even, or from Jerusalem itself, but it's a reminder of who their God is, just like this church. Ultimately, this is just a building. This is just a, a room, but it reminds us of the God we serve. We come together here. We can look to this church, and it's not that this church is holy, but our God is holy. And it reminds us of where our help comes from. Our help comes from God. We lift up our eyes to God from where our help comes from to the hills. My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Now, before we get too far, though, I think as these pilgrims traveled, and they would often sing these, I think there's four different things we'd notice. And we do notice it specifically in here. This is straight from Scripture. As we lift up our eyes to him, we see one, God is our helper. And that's verses 1 to 2. God is our helper. Number two, God is our keeper. Verses 3 to 4. And number three, God is our protector. Verses 5 to 6. And number four, God is our life preserver. Verses 7 to 8. Each of these go hand in hand as we read this. They go together. The people would lift up their eyes to him. Not to the world, but upwards to the mountains, where they're reminded not of their struggles. They're not looking around them, reminding me, reminded of all their perils of travel, but they're reminded of who they serve and whose life, who, whose hand their life is truly in. They need not look around them for help from creation, for these people know that they serve the Creator, and the Creator is the one in charge, the one who created the heavens and the earth. You know, my notes are kind of keep me away from just preaching you this morning, so I'm just going to take my Bible here. I want to think about this. Let me read it once again. Start over. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in. From this time forth and forevermore. Our help comes from the Lord. But not just the Lord. You see, the people of this day believed in many false gods. They believed that their gods would sleep. And that's why you notice it says... It says, Behold, he who keeps Israel, the one true God, will neither slumber nor sleep. They believed in many false gods, and their false gods, they believed they could only pray to them at certain times of the day because their gods had to sleep. They gave these false gods personal traits of themselves because they just didn't understand how a God could be all of this. Can you imagine serving a God, worshiping a God who has to sleep? who doesn't have that divine power, that godly power, godly knowledge of being everywhere and knowing everything and being in full control. Our God doesn't sleep. Our God is the one true God. As we look out these windows, he's the one who created everything we see. In my notes, I put down, remember that our Lord, the one true Lord, is the one that created all the mountains that we see in front of us. And I realized, wait, this is Wisconsin. These aren't mountains. These are bluffs right? These are ridges. These are big hills. But seriously, 
We need to lift our eyes to the one true God who created the heavens and the earth. He created everything in front of us. Who do we lift up our eyes to? Are we really lifting up our eyes to God with the right image of who he is and his power? The Lord is our helper. And if he created everything around us, the heavens, the earth, the stars, the moon, everything, don't you think he has the power to help you? But it's more than that. It all says, he will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. I'm noticing a word that's in there a lot, the word keep. It's a word we don't want to keep from noticing. As we realize that God keeps us, that should bring us great comfort. He keeps us in his, in his divine hand. He protects us. As he keeps us, that means he's not letting go. And too often we live as if we think he's already let go. God, why have you left me? God, why aren't you here helping me? God's never left us. He's still there. God's keeping us. We're the ones that are leaving. We want to think, God, why are you asleep? But you're reminded, our God doesn't sleep. Our God is right here, always there to protect us. And as we read on, it says, the Lord is your keeper. There it is again. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Remember, this is a pilgrim, pilgrimage song. This is a song that people would often sing as they were coming towards Jerusalem. Can you imagine just singing that, first of all, as you're traveling? Maybe as you're worried about what's around you, what's going to strike you down. And we just start singing. I mean, we just got done singing the song. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Satan, get away. I'm singing to God right now. To the one who keeps me. To the one who doesn't sleep. To the one who's always there to protect me. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Can you imagine all the things they had to worry about as they were traveling? As they were traveling to Jerusalem specifically, there could be robbers, there could be snakes or other animals looking, at, looking to get at them. There could be just even something as simple as it says, the sun shall not strike you by day, the moon shall not strike you by night. The sun that can scorch them with, with severe sunburns or with heat stroke or cause them to get dehydration or the moon which at nighttime could cause them to freeze as they don't have that light of the sun to guide them or they don't have that heat of the sun to keep them warm and protect them. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. This is a great reminder. Again, I've been able to use this so many times in hospitals, assisted living facilities, just at homes as people are struggling that we need to lift up our eyes to God. You see, there's many things, there's many perils in this world that can make us struggle, that can bring us down. But our God gives us life. He doesn't just give us life, He is our life preserver. He protects that life that He freely gives us. No one can take that away from us because He's given it to us freely. We didn't earn it to begin with. 
your Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. You see, it's not about the physical life. God does help us in our physical life, and he gives us many provisions. But it's about our spiritual life. We have this eternal life with God that no one can take away. God protects it. He gives it, and he protects it. What are you struggling with today? What is your worry? What are you angry about? What are you weakened by? Because I tell you today, we need to lift up our eyes to God. Where does our help come from? Are we really looking to him? Are we really looking up to the hills from where our help comes from? Are we looking all around to the world as we're struggling? We go to this friend and that. We go to this family member or that. We go to this internet site or that. We go to this addiction or that. To this comfort blanket or that. Oh, do we go to God? Do we sing to him, the one who created the heavens and the earth and the one who does not slumber? 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9 says this. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves. And we learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. It's what we preached on last week. We talked about being alive in Christ. We don't have to be dead anymore. But as we're alive in Christ, we need to remember where to lift up our eyes to. We lift our eyes up to God. And what we do through difficult times, if we don't bow down and just give up, number one, we refuse to be discouraged. Number two, we remember that God is with us. Number three, we rely on God as our helper, as our keeper, as our protector, and as our life preserver. We lift up our eyes to him. We pick up the phone to the right connection. I love that story Tony Evans gave me at the beginning. Because they were, they were trying in so many different ways to be saved. But it was all the wrong ways. They had a simple, easy connection to the help. All they had to do was pick up the phone. It's like us too. You know, that's our, our struggle. Is it just seems too simple. We think surely we can't just pray to God. Surely we can't just lift up our eyes to him. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. It's what he wants us to do. He doesn't want us to do it all all on our own. Sing praises to him, remembering that you are a child of God. The one who created the heavens and the earth. The one who does not slumber. The one who will protect us from all evil. This is the God who we lift up our eyes to. This is the God who is our helper our keeper, our protector, and our life preserver. A quote by Rick Warren says this, We all go through difficult times. The difference for those who believe in Jesus is not the absence of the shadow, but the presence of the light. Read that one more time. Rick Warren, We all go through difficult times. The difference for those who believe in Jesus is not the absence of the shadow, but the presence of the light. Now, maybe you're not struggling with this this week. If not, great. I pray that none of us have to go through struggles, but we're all going to go through struggles. But if you're not going through a struggle this week, if you're thinking, man, I just wish Patrick would quit, quit talking to me like if, I'm, I, like if I have no hope, 
But then here's two things for you. One, put this message away close to your heart. Put it into your mind for future reference because the devil is like a roaring lion waiting to devour you. And he's going to look for an opportunity to attack. And you need to have God's word close to you. You need to remember it. You need to meditate on it day and night so that you don't sin against him. You need to have this so knitted into your very brain that he can't get in. Number two, find someone else who needs their eyes lifted up to God and help them. That's the part we struggle with sometimes. We're so focused on ourselves that we're not looking for somebody else. That's the challenge for you as I wrap up, as I end. We're ending early today. There you go. The challenge is this. Find somebody. Maybe it's as we have some extra time in fellowship. You find somebody that just, you know they've been struggling. Or they just look like maybe they're struggling. Maybe it's out here. Maybe it's as you go to lunch today. And you just, you have a waiter or you, wait, or you have a waitress. And you just ask them, hey, we're about to pray for our food. Can I pray for you? Anything I can pray for you for. And then as you pray, you pray with them. You ask, hey, do you have a moment to stick around? If not, I understand. You have a job to do. You don't want to interfere with their job. But ask if you can. Then when you get done, tell them, you know where I look to for, look to for help? I lift up my eyes to God. I pray that you will too. Just see where the Spirit leads. Here's what I want to close with. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. We may be weak, but he is strong. And as we lift up our eyes to God, we find our help. We find our keeper. We find our protector. We find our life preserver. He's the one that brings us strength, and we sing to him. We're going to close today with a song. Um, Brian's actually not.